It was back in the 1960s where Ronald Reagan, um, who hadn't even run for governor yet, said, now is the time for choosing. He was right then. But now is the time for choosing yet again. Which side are you on? What do you truly believe in? And what will you set as an example for your kids to remember beginning right now? They say that God helps those who help themselves. I want to give you a real life example of that before we get back to our call with uh, John, who is saying, what do we do? What's happening to national security? He knows some people that work here in Texas who are going to lose their job or quit and walk off the job because of the vaccine mandate. I want to address that. But first, let's talk about God helping those who help themselves. We do that in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. You can't take anything uh, at face value anymore, and you can't take anything for granted. For instance, your cybersecurity. Everything from your phone to your refrigerator is on the Internet now. Our refrigerator. It's called the Internet of Things. Um, I want you to uh, take your cybersecurity um, seriously, and the first step in doing that is getting LifeLock at LifeLock.com. They will uh, detect a wide range of identity threats. Not everything. Nobody can do that. But they will also send you an alert if something suspicious pops up. I've gotten these alerts several times, and they'll call, are you doing this, are you doing that? No, or yes. Uh, and if they can't stop it, if it's too late, they send you the alert and give you access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. It is... They're people who are doing the job around the clock and they work to fix it with you if there is a problem. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK and save 25% now. Imagine you're a free woman. You're 20. You're just going along your average day and you think that, you know, I live in a stable com- country and these crazy things are not going to happen. Even though people are saying, no, 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 they're coming. They're coming. You really didn't believe it. And now you're walking down the street and you hear the U.S. president say we're pulling out of afghanistan now things have changed this is the true rescue story of a woman named asthma who was trapped in afghanistan her and uh, over a hundred others all women tonight at nine o'clock we're doing a special on this and i want you to hear just a couple of pieces here she is August 15th. It was a good day. I had plans like to, to go to the bank and withdraw some money and then go and meet my sister. She was working close by uh, the bank. It was also in Shahranau, Kabul. As usual, and because of too much traffic, I decided to get out of the car and walk 
because it's gonna be faster. I was walking, it takes two minutes, then, then I hear the, the fire, the bullets fire, the gunfire, and... Did you know what it was? No, I didn't know anything. I was stopping there and I was looking around myself. Everyone starts screaming and everyone starts running. For the moment, I just lost where I am, what just happened. What's amazing is on the other side of her plant of the, of the planet, her sister was at home in uh, the Washington, D.C. area, watching all of this unfold, knowing that her sister was somewhere there. Here's the next. I cut. was really scared. Yeah. Really. Because you were all by yourself. Everybody is there. Yes. And when you're looking, you can. What you can do for your family just makes me feel First, I want to hear where they are. I called my dad. I tried to call my mom. They wasn't online. I, I tried to keep calling to my sister. Finally, I get a phone with my sister. She was in her office. She was crying. I asked her, why you, why you're crying? What happened? Are you okay? She said, I just received a call from Asma and she was outside. She told me, don't come out of your office. They are here. Eventually, uh, there were seven buses of schoolgirls at the Kabul airport at the uh, gate. Um, and they were trapped and you know what was going to happen to them. But because of these two girls who you will see tonight in the show who helped themselves first, I believe God intervened and helped them. But you have to take the first step. And they did while the rest of the bus and the girls didn't know what to do. Asthma, she did some heroic things that you have to see tonight only on Blaze TV. I want to thank the uh, the people that have helped in recovery um, in the car on the way from Macedonia to Albania, communicating with asthma in Kabul and Azuda. I think she's in Nebraska, actually, was Gino, Chris, Soraya and Al from the Nazarene Fund, Blaine from E3 Ranch Foundation. Uh, coordinating remotely with the car and the DOD was Francisco from Arxis International, Wade and Jim from Commercial Task Force, volunteers who worked from a rented conference room at the Willard Hotel in D.C., um, and then a lot of people at COMTF, whose names, honestly, we don't even know, including those from No One Left Behind and Samaritan's Purse was in this. But honestly, the ones who really who really got it going was Azuda, the sister and asthma. And you will understand it tonight. It's an amazing story. Amazing story. Uh, something we have not done uh, a show like this uh, before. You don't want to miss it tonight at 9 PM, Put some good news into your life tonight. Uh, I want to, uh, I want to introduce um, Nick McKinley. He's the founder and executive director of deliver fund. 
who is one of the partners that uh, we partner with them and do all that we can. I just wanted to get an update on uh, some of the stuff that you guys are doing now and give us some good news, because I think people think that this is all stopped. No, not only has it uh, has it not stopped, it's it's doubled down. Uh, we have uh, we have ongoing operations uh, that, you know, we did Operation Soccer Balls in conjunction with uh, Nazarene Fund. Mm-hmm. It, it was a was a, a great success. Uh, those girls are currently in Lisbon. We are developing a long term uh, landing pad essentially for them and, and an Afghan diaspora within Lisbon for them to be able to really kind of create whatever life they want. Uh, and that's an important thing for people to understand, your listeners to understand, is that think about these these girls. I mean, right? Yes, women, but also young girls, young teenage girls, who are not free to do something as simple as kick a ball in their backyard. That's yeah. crazy. So think about that. Yeah. And and imagine if if it, I mean all of the things that we take for granted, and even in the in the current environment all of the liberties that we still have that we take for granted and they aren't free to even kick a ball in their backyard much less go on to to be world class at that mm-hmm. and so now these girls are in lisbon they are uh being supported by the portuguese government by deliver fund by some of our ministry partners like reload love and they are uh, they're they're free to to really become whoever they want to become. Um, they're free to become a professional soccer player. They're free to choose not to play soccer anymore ever again and do something else. Uh, and 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 that's that's actually the good news. Uh, I, I think Nazarene Fund. I think uh, I was talking to Rudy yesterday. You guys have gotten like twenty four flights out. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, that 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 is a significant number of people and at significant expense that has uh, really there's a liberty and a freedom that all of those people are going to get to experience. I don't think people understand the generational impact. It is. I mean, think of the Jews that were saved from the concentration camps. Right. And think of the impact their families have had because they survived. Absolutely. It's the same story here. The generational impact is going to be remarkable, remarkable. Well, the, the generational impact globally is, is absolutely remarkable. And, and, and you're, you're 100% correct there. However, the thing nobody's really talking about is they're acting like Afghanistan is a lost cause. Right. Now, it's not. Is it a, it's not a lost cause. It's a significant setback for sure. But it is not a lost cause. I mean, the, the, the church in Afghanistan proliferated over a 20-year period in a way that it otherwise would not have been able to. Mm-hmm. Um, that church has since obviously gone primarily underground, uh, but, but it's still there. Uh, I know of a couple of, uh, of missionaries that are in a certain city in Afghanistan who, Western missionaries who went underground and were offered the opportunity to leave. And they said, no, we're staying. This is what we're called to do. Uh, I mean, the, the absolute courage there. Uh, the, the, the fact that there were female, uh, especially young girls, sports teams, uh, those sports teams while they've primarily gone underground or have have disbanded or been taken out of the country those young girls will tell their siblings 
stories about how they used to get to play soccer. And I will tell you, I don't think that the people who are outside of the country, uh, I mean, they want to go back. They, they want their country. They love their country as much as we, well, I would say, some of us <laughs> love our country. Um, and, uh, and they do want to go back. And I think that they are going to come back stronger and they will find a way. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people globally. Well, almost just as importantly, you've got Afghans now, like you were just talking about, you know, God helps those who help themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And while, um, you know, while, while that's true in many instances, now you have people who aren't worried about whether or not they're going to get pulled out of their house and forced into a marriage with a Taliban fighter. They're right. not worried about whether or not they're going to get pulled out of their house and, you know, uh, tortured or, the, or their head cut off they're they they have food they have shelter they have bandwidth to think which means that they can now be more of a help to their own country sure. because it's very difficult to help other people right to feed the world when you're starving yourself correct but if you aren't starving now you have the ability and especially if you have excess now you have the ability to help those others mm -hmm. uh, and that's that's another kind of just good news story that's coming out of all these evacuations and and these girls who are in uh, in uh, in Lisbon, who you know, some of them will go on to become world class soccer players. You will see one of them, at least one, um, if not multiples, in the Olympics. Uh, th this this will happen, and and what that will do is it will shine a light on the problem. Part of the problem, I think, for the American people over the last twenty years, and I mean, I've got thirty combat deployments myself from my time in government, so I understand Afghanistan really well. And part of the problem is that there were no faces mm -hmm. to the Afghan people. It was just it was the Afghan people. It was the mm -hmm. problem over there. Mm -hmm. You know, we would lose lose you know soldiers. We would lose Americans, but we weren't really talking about the Afghans. And it's hard for, you know, Nick McKinley, a, you know, white, blue eyed American to really get people to to uh, to get people to understand the Afghan issue. But now you have Afghan women, Afghan men who can talk to the world about the Afghan issue. And that is really going to help shine a light on the problem. And, and not only that, but, you know, I fight human trafficking. I mean, that's that's what Deliver Fund right, does right. all day, every day. Uh, and we aren't going to shift the entire organization to suddenly take on, you know, advocating on behalf of, of Afghan women. Right. Uh, we're, we're going to continue to rescue Afghan women and children who are at risk of trafficking. Yes, that we will do, but that's, you know, yeah, Deliver yeah, Fund yeah. is not going to suddenly become an right. Afghanistan based 501 C three. However, the, the Afghans that have left, they will continue to carry the torch for this issue. Right. You, well, it's important, too, I think, for everybody to know that not only that, that people in Afghanistan have real lives and real futures and real hopes and dreams, but also I think it's important to tell the story of the work that you're doing, the work that the Nazarene Fund has done, the work mm -hmm. that this audience has done, because it shows that we can actually make a difference in these things. Um, and Glenn hates when I focus on the uh, the media coverage of all this. Um, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and I only do it partially because he hates it but uh <laughs> but let me let me ask you this because i i saw this article that they wrote in vice that you were quoted in it was mm -hmm. about all of these rescues mm -hmm. and when i read it i i what you say and they're giving you lots of credit for for this and, and your organization for all of these deservedly rescues. so deservedly so mm -hmm. and and several other groups but of course 
with anytime Glenn's involved, you know, sure. they always go after him and try to make him look like he had nothing to do with this. You throughout the article are clear that the Nazarene fund and this audience played a really important role in this, but they butt your quotes up against unnamed Biden officials who seem to sure. downplay what the role oh, was. said that we stood in the way. Yeah. So what is the truth here? So uh, I, I've said it publicly. I think I've said it publicly on your you show did. before, and I'll, I'll say it again. Um, the without, without the help of, of Rudy Atala, and Rudy only is able to do what it is that he's able to do because he's supported by the Nazarene Fund, right? Right. Um, I mean, uh, yes, my Deliver Fund team did an amazing job. Um, you did Robert, stuff we Robert, couldn't have done. USA, the folks right. from USAID, um, Samantha Power, you know, uh, mm. as part of the Biden administration. I mean, they did phenomenal <laughs> mm. things. Um, Senator Chris Coons, absolutely amazing the stuff that he did. It's However, a team. It's a huge yeah. team effort. And, and one of the things that I think everybody needs to understand is in these crises, th- these are apolitical. You know, especially with what we're doing at Deliver Fund, yeah. where we're focused on women and children, this is apolitical. This is a what you're with us or against us issue. And if you're against us, as we like to say at Deliver Fund, thank you for self-identifying as a target. <laughs> well, our analysts will be making you our uh, their hobby. <laughs> um, but for 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 these types of issues it's just everybody comes together in a crisis yep um there's no there's no philosophical debate about what we should or should not do it's people are in danger and we need to help them right and so so there, there were definitely all sorts of groups here but the nazarene fund was important here like we're it's not, super important this and, audience and didn't waste their time with all of this no no in fact and and i said this before and and i i really want to hone in on this point because this is this was the linchpin in the entire thing there's two things actually that that uh, the Nazarene Fund, and then you specifically, Glenn, uh, did that that solved two of our biggest problems. One was um, CAMAIR. Yeah. CAMAIR is a phenomenal organization, um, and I have nothing but good things to say about yeah. them. But, However, right. as a charter company, they were racking and stacking customers. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so I believe uh, Rudy, We were their number one customer. You guys were their number one customer. <laughs> right. You're probably their number one paying customer, period, at this forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> in fact, <clears throat> be surprised if you don't own the, own the airline by the yeah. time this is all said and done. <laughs> Let's, well, hold on for one second. We're going to take a quick break. We want to come okay, back. Real quick. Okay, real quick. If you have a couple Absolutely. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, so when did Stu just hijack the show? We have like 10 seconds. Tuttle twins. <laughs> Tuttle twins. If you are looking to teach your kids the things that they need to know, you could bore them to death by reading Road to Serfdom. If they're kids, they're never going to digest it. The Tuttle twins have a road to serfdom, as in the surfboard, where all of this is explained at their level. And I have to tell you, many parents are learning a lot of things, too. You are responsible for their education. Please, Tuttle Twins, having a great sale now, 35% discount on their books, plus they're giving away the activity workbooks at no additional cost. Big discount off the normal price, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the discount now, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10-second station ID. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, we are so backed up. Tell John to uh, hang on some uh, longer. I guess we're now 40 seconds away from uh, network break. So, uh, Nick, if you just hold on for uh, just a little bit longer. 
I, I, I want to encourage you tonight to watch blazetv.com slash Glenn. It is an amazing rescue that the the chances of getting these hundred plus girls, these seven buses of young girls out of Afghanistan after the bomb went off in Kabul, the odds of getting them out are astronomical. Yet somehow or another, these two girls, two sisters, managed to do enough themselves and gather enough people to get everybody out. It's an incredible story. Tonight, you don't want to miss. God helps those who help themselves. You don't want to miss it tonight, 9 p.m., only on Blaze TV. Back in just a second. In my lifetime, there has not been a more critical moment to be an active part in preserving our freedoms. If you're over 50 and you're ready to join a benefits group, I urge you to join AMAC. It's the Association of Mature American Citizens, 2 million members strong, and they are growing every day. Add your name to the list. We have to begin to stand together. If we don't stand together, they will separate each of us and... Saul Alinsky, they will destroy and isolate all of us as individuals or individual small groups. We've got to have our voices heard and stand together. Please join AMAC. Now, it's a great it's a great thing with all kinds of benefits for people who are over 50 uh, dental plans, auto loans, travel benefits, you know, members only credit card, all of that stuff. However, AMAC, the advocacy in Washington is off the charts. Join today, amac.us slash Beck, amac.us slash Beck. Join them today and make sure your voice is heard and respected. amac.us slash Beck. An important show on Afghanistan tonight on Glenn TV, 8 p.m. Eastern on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Right after a brand new Stu Dunn's <laughs> of America. Tonight, a very, very important special, the Wednesday night special on Blaze TV. Something we have never done any special like this before. Uh, it is the story of one of the most amazing rescues uh, over in Afghanistan, where these two girls did their part, and then all of these organizations just came together, and we all got them out. And it is remarkable. You don't want to miss it. Tonight at 9 p.m., something you watch with your family and really feel good about. We have Nick McKinley. Uh, he is the founder and executive director of a great organization called Deliver Fund uh, and uh, DeliverFund.org. And they generally work on sex trafficking and, and, and women and children that are being trafficked. Uh, played a big role, still playing a big role in uh, Afghanistan. 
and uh, Stu, we were talking about. Yeah, I, I was talking. The, the, there's a particular article from Vice that we were discussing. I'd love to get your thoughts on a couple of things here and take whatever you, you, you can. Mm-hmm. One, they seem to claim that basically these rescues would have happened anyway, with or without the Nazarene Fund's help. Not really important. Two, that the Nazarene Fund raised tons of money, but doesn't seem to be spending it on anything. My understanding is uh, you guys have gotten, I talked to Rudy Atali yesterday, you guys have gotten 24 flights at a country. I think that's accurate. Yeah. Um, you're looking at about an average cost of somewhere between 650 and $725,000 mm. per flight. And that's just the flights. Which, that, is, that's, which is negotiated down. Yes. Right. And that is just the flights. So if you did 24 flights, let's call it just an even 725 per flight. 7.30 per flight, what are we looking at? About about 15.5, 15.6 million dollars. Just on flights. Just on flights. Now, I know that uh, you guys, aren't you guys also running uh, safe houses and things like that? Yeah, and aftercare. We're, we're trying to save aftercare. half the money for aftercare. So with uh, my, my cost, Deliver Funds donors' costs on the ground for uh, safe houses for just the soccer team was running roughly just shy of 5,000 a day. Wow. And that was just for 80 people. So if you're, if, if you're doing hundreds of people, what are you guys in the probably 25, 30,000 a day, hmm. right? And one of the things that people don't realize is when you have these types of crises, what you have to do, and we did this at Deliver Fund, our ministry partners at Reload Love did this, you guys are doing this, is you have to raise as much money as you can as fast as humanly possible mm-hmm. so that you have room to maneuver strategically. So that when an opportunity comes, you have the financial ability to take advantage of that opportunity. You know, people talk about luck. Luck is just, you know, luck is just divine intervention. And and that divine intervention to talk about you saying that, you know, God helps those who help themselves. Well, it's actually when preparation meets opportunity. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't prepare financially then you aren't going to be able to take advantage of the opportunity. That's why it's so important that donors give as much money as they as they can up front in the middle of a crisis because yeah. it allows the organizations doing the work, the, the room to strategically maneuver. So just in the numbers that we've talked about, um, by my mental math, and I'm by no means a mathematician, but you guys are already in the 20 to 23 million mark yep. just in costs so far. And there's an entire aftercare and an entire more well, group, larger group of people to remove. Um, and at Deliver Fund, we're still engaged in mm. operations in Afghanistan. So we're still incurring expenses. Yeah, so are we. Yeah. So are we. So I, I will tell you, Nick. I, I, you know, I, I I saw the uh, the Vice thing, and I I know what's coming. I know people are you know the press and the the way everything is political now. I I know what's coming to us. They'll never say anything good about us. That's fine. Um, but you know, we go through as you do. We go through an audit every year, and if yep. there's one penny that is not spent right, <laughs> everybody will know it. Uh, and I'm, I'm just sick of the media. It doesn't matter to me. I wanted you to come on uh, to say thank you again for everything that you've done uh, and everything you continue to do at Deliver Fund. Well, thank you, and thank you for all the support that uh, Mercury One has given us. We appreciate it. God bless. Deliverfund.org. Deliverfund.org. Uh, a great organization that is truly doing 
God's work. God's work. Let me go back to John in Texas. John, um, we talked about 40 minutes ago, and I want to take your phone call before the end of this uh, broadcast because I think it's important. Can you explain again what you were talking about of what's happening to a group of people that you know of here in Texas? Well, they're in Emerald, Texas at the nuclear weapons plant where they assemble and disassemble our nation's stockpile. And the population is about 3,000 there of the plant population. Only about 10% actually do the work. So if we lose any of those people, our production or maintenance of that deterrent stops. Hmm. And I mean, that's in its tracks because no, there's only so many people can do this in this country that are trained and the qualifications and the, and the clearances, security clearances to do this. And, and on top of that, from what, from what happened at Sandia, they lost 800 people in one day over this. And they were threatened if they didn't take this vaccine that they would be on a domestic terrorist watch list that the that the Biden administration put together. What? So, yes. So these these people are afraid of the same outcome. It's crazy. Uh, I, I'm going to put you back on the phone with our producer after we we chat. But um, I will tell you, I will tell you now that. Um, this is the beginning of many people's long, long journey. And those who stand now uh, will have the thanks of all those who are free later down the road. For those who fail to stand now, uh, I'm, I'm afraid things won't go well for you uh, or anyone else that likes freedom. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to tell people what to do, but I will tell you that the mandate to put a vaccine, I'm not against vaccines, but the mandate I am strongly against, it is not their right. It is your right to decide what you put in your body. Um, I, I want to play this audio from this woman that just lost her job at ESPN and what she said I think everyone needs to hear and gather strength from. Listen to this. I don't follow sports that closely, but I do know my fellow this is reporters. From and Megan, Megan she's Kelly. been at ESPN. Her name's Allison Williams for about a decade now. Faithful servant on the sidelines reporting the games and so on. Oh. And now she and her husband are trying to get pregnant with their second baby. And there are a lot of women who are pregnant or trying to get wet, pregnant who have some vaccine hesitancy for obvious reasons they're amongst the lowest when it second. comes so you have the we have the or we have the wrong uh we have uh that was megan kelly obviously talking about it uh i want you to i want you to listen to the the statement that she made uh on her own on her own social page listen to this i have been not denied my request for accommodation by espn and the walt disney company and effective next week I will be separated from the company. I am also so morally and ethically not aligned with this. And I've had to really dig deep and analyze my values and my morals. And um, ultimately I need to put them first. And the irony in all this is that a lot of those same values and principles I hold so dear or what made me a really good employee. I don't know what it's like to run a multi-billion dollar company and to have shareholders and board members and financial quotas to answer to, and not to mention 
societal and I'm sure political pressures. So I respect that their values have changed. Mm. I had hoped they would respect that mine did not. And ultimately, I cannot put a paycheck over principle. And I will not sacrifice something that I believe and hold so strongly to maintain a career. And so many of the people who are in the same situation as me are serving society and benefiting this country in ways I could never do. They are nurses, they are teachers, they are doctors, they are police officers and first responders. They are most importantly our military and they too are pilots. They too are choosing to put their beliefs first. And I just want you all to know I stand with you. But I also want people to know who support these mandates Listen to this. that I fight for you. Because if this is the direction we take our country, there will come a time when the government or corporations mandate you to get something that does not align with your values. Power given is seldom returned. And when that day comes, I want you to at least know that we fought and we tried. I think I think everybody should play that over and over and over again for your friends. I mean, this is really what we're at. And and you notice she said, my values haven't changed, but the corporation's values have changed. That is a really important thing. That's what I said the other day. Talk to your friends and ask them about the Bill of Rights. If they can't agree with you on the Bill of Rights, then you're not the radical. They are. You haven't changed. They have. You haven't moved closer to the cliff, to the abyss. They have. And you need to stand firm where you are. We are, we are now dealing with a situation where every employee is going to have to make the decision. And you're going to be really tempted to make the decision to just go along with it. Um, because you know what? I got to have a job. I understand that, but that is a very large step. If you don't want to take, if you want to take it fine, but either taking a step to force others or for you to do it against your will, you are now beginning to put your name down on a, on a ticket or a, a bill that you are not going to want to pay. I'll say too, as someone who really thinks the vaccines have done a good job and I'm not against them in any way, you know, not at all. I will say this. I've always opposed the mandates on personal liberty grounds, but we have reached a point now with this craziness that it's also completely ineffective and is going to have reverberations throughout all sorts of aspects of our society. I mean, as far as like, I guarantee this sort of thing plays out in, in is, as far as people turning against other vaccinations and other uh, childhood vaccinations and <laughs> things that most people right now pretty much agree on. But this is going the, the way they are acting is going to hurt people mm -hmm. in totally unrelated realms to the one they're trying to move. And I as a person who sits here and looks at this data all day, what you could gain by getting a few extra people vaccinated is absolutely not worth it. Even if you take out the personal liberty grounds, you're still in a, in a, in a globe with global travel 
and 2% of the developing world is vaccinated. There is no way you're going to be able to eliminate this from society for at least a very long time. This is not about COVID. It's not about COVID. That's it's, all you have to keep coming back to. It's not about security. It is only about control. And if you think this is where it ends, you're wrong. If you give up this liberty now, you will not get it back. Stand your ground, even if that is for the max, the vaccine mandates or against uh, this, we should all be able to say the government has no right and no logic or scientific fact to back these mandates up. No should be your answer. Our sponsor this half hour is uh, Rough Greens. When you feed your dog, what do you feed them? You, I mean, we all want the best. We all want the best. My dog gets some, you know, kibble food that is, ugh, it's a prescription food. I mean, doesn't that sound good? Don't you want your doctor to prescribe every day, every meal you eat? <laughs> good heavens, that would be awful. Well, I look at Uno and say, hey, buddy, it's more of the doctor prescribed food for you. He hates it. He hates it. We put rough greens on it and he likes it. He runs to his bowl. It is a, a remarkable thing. I don't know. It's like it's like dog crack, but it's not. It's not. It, they love it. And it has all the healthy things in that they need in their diet. Uh, probiotics is one of them. That's why it comes in a, a Ziploc uh, kind of freezer bag, because the some of the stuff in that is alive and they need that just like we do get a free bag of rough greens right now for your dog to try out all you pay for is shipping just go to roughgreens.com slash back roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33 it's 833-GLEN g-l-e-n-n-33 roughgreens.com slash back this is the glenn beck program Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. If you missed any of today's broadcast, make sure you get the podcast. Today is a very important uh, show. We we hit many, many things um, right towards the beginning of the show. We, we, I, I urge you to listen to the warning about the, the reconciliation package uh, and not to believe the lies about that $600 or $10,000 um uh, irs deal with the bank it is not about the money it is not about taxes it is again about control i want you also to know that we all have different lines and if like i'm not against the vaccine if i i probably would have taken it had i not had covid but i know my body can fight it better than any vaccine can and studies are now showing that um but I'm, I'm not going to take it just based on principle now. You're not going to shove it down people's throats. Uh, I don't like that. If that's not your line, that's fine. But find your line. If you don't know, you know where this stops, you will find yourself on the other side quickly. You have to decide, where do I draw the line and say, enough is enough, and actually take a stand. Know that line and then stay there, just stay there. 
off tomorrow for a individual uh, holiday. We will see you Friday.